Welcome back. Beck Hill Daily presented by FanDuel Sportsbook. Joe O, Joe G, Aaron Hawksworth here on a Wednesday coming up about 40 minutes of lightning bets. Probably looking forward to tomorrow night or some futures because tonight's kind of a light night. The NHL's back. The Kraken played last night, Aaron. I mean, I know you're excited about that, but we uh, we get a lighter night and tomorrow should be great with Thursday night football, baseball. Tonight, though, I'm going to catch up with some rust. I know that. It's, it's crazy. Nice. Those Kraken odds really grab my attention because Vegas kind of changed everything. You're never going to get a team like 100 to 1 to win the conference, mm. I think they were that year, ever again. I was looking at it today. The Kraken have the same odds to win the West as the Blackhawks at 20 to 1. I'm like, come on, that's not fair. They're, they're, they're the an expansion team. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, that's pretty wild. All right, so we, we do this segment now. This is the third week in a row where Joe knows. People call, uh, chime in, social media, any way you are listening, maybe on Twitch. If you're watching, throw a question at Joe about his process here. And Joe answer, but I think we're going to start off, Aaron, before we get to the audience questions, you had a question to start us off. Yeah, and we do want to thank everyone that's listening and watching on Twitch. So if you do have a message, type it in. We'll try to squeeze it into the segment to get Joe's expertise. So my question has to do with unit allocation. What's the best strategy for that? You know, because I think sometimes new betters, it's like, oh, I, I'm almost, I'm really confident this team's going to win. I'm going to put $100 down. And that might not be the best strategy for the long haul. You know, when you're, when you're doing five to seven bets a day, that's going to catch up with you unless you have a lot of money to spend. So how do you um, make those plays, Joe? What, what, what's your strategy there with the units? My biggest pet peeve that I see in sports gambling, Twitter, just people touting plays is this is a whale play 100 units like just what, what do you think? I mean, is, let's say uh, you're, you're just starting out and you're betting, I don't know, in an NFL game, you're betting 10 bucks. So you're telling someone who's just learning to, to bet 100 times 10, like it's just so ridiculous. Um, if we're in a perfect world, if you like a play, some people believe uh, a one-unit play should be like 1% to 3% of your bankroll. I know that's not reality. That's just not how humans are conditioned. When they feel strongly about a game, they're going to end up betting a little bit too much of their bankroll, maybe you know, like 10%. It's just so, the way it is. But um, you've just got to figure out what one unit is for you. I, I see this all the time. People like, bet five units, bet 10 units. Like, really? You're going to bet 10 times what you, what you think a normal bet size is? Like, I, I think that's crazy, especially if we're talking about the, the coin flip league, the NFL, which is completely built on this. So I, I think the best thing to do is figure out what is a normal bet size for you. What is a normal bet size? And it shouldn't be anywhere. Whatever that number is, it should not be 5 to 10% of uh, your entire bankroll. And I... I there are times where I would double my bet. I'd have to feel really strong to triple my bet. I, I really have to believe that I have some sort of injury information or a massive edge. But when I see people bet 10 units on this or 100 units on that, like th that's just crazy to me. That's just people trying. It's scam artists most of the time. So whatever it is, you just got to figure out what works for you. I forgot another question that I really wanted to ask you was about when is when is it too much to pay for juice? You know, I mean, is there 
Yeah, sometimes, it can... you know, people also do on social media put out stuff that's really juiced. Like last night, yeah. who was it? Like the Vegas. Vegas was really, I don't know if it was at minus 275 or something. It's like, why mm -hmm. would you take them on the money line? Like, that's ridiculous. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You could use the puck line to bring that down. Like in baseball, we use the run line to bring that down a little bit. I know. The, the real reason people do it is you'll, you'll see them make all these minus 200, minus 250 plays is because it improves their record. So then they can brag about the oh. record and say, look, look at my record. That really Got shouldn't it. be the case. You they want to win, it. right? They want to win. Yeah. That's all. That's, it's just about that's trying to say, I got that way you can you. say how good you are, but it's always the favorites. And yeah. Okay. And they don't tell you about the favorites they lose. I'm naive. And they I didn't losing. even think to do that. <laughs> yeah, they end up losing, you know, minus 300 on the Dodgers or something. They they don't talk about that. But every other day they're bragging about when they take the Dodgers and they're minus 250, minus 300 every single night. You're just going to go grow both go broke betting uh betting that way so for me like you've picked up on this aaron i'm not laying that much i'm gonna find another way to bet a game instead of uh laying minus 200 now I, for some people it works uh if you're betting baseball every single day you do have to lay some juice you do have to go minus 120 minus 130 and some people say well there's still value to the line to me so that's why i'm gonna bet it i think this should be minus 200 and it's minus 150, so I'm going to bet into that. I, I'm, I'm not that type of better. I don't, I don't like to lay – like if we're talking, of course, point spreads in the NFL, like minus 120 is as far as I'm going to go on anything, on any point spread or, or even a prop. Because sometimes these props get crazy. They're like minus yeah. 180, minus 200. I stay away from those. All right, so let's move on to um, some of our listeners. We'll start with Phil. Um he says there's a lot of information out there and a lot of tools to handicap for you, but sometimes you just have to go with your gut. How often do you sway from your process and just go with the gut play? Uh, sometimes there is just way too much information and it's just, it can be overwhelming. Information is a good thing, but it's all about your process. You have to figure out what works for you or what matters to you. A lot of times, like we should do that one day. Like a lot of the stuff that's floating in a given week in the NFL floating out there that people are talking about in the betting world, uh, half of it, you can just trash it. Like it just means nothing. And we should probably explain why it means exactly nothing. Um, with the amount of information that's available, I don't bet with my gut anymore. It's just, I, I've got to, I have to have some sound reasoning to back up my play. And it, you know, I guess some people do that. Oh, this is a bounce back spot. They lost this time. They're going to win this time. Pe people end up doing that. But uh, I, I don't do that a whole lot. I, I've got to come up with something, some sort of a mismatch, uh, why I believe in a given play. And I have to do that as, as a host on this show. I can't just be like going off a whim without any reasoning to back up a bet. Yeah, I think that what it's, I think there's so much out there that the more, like you, it's paralysis by analysis, right? Like Absolutely. The way I usually tr do it is like I have a feeling on a game, and then if like, as I research it and, and dive into it, if if all that stuff kind of backs what I think anyway, then I feel pretty good about it. But like you can get you could tie yourself in knots. I, I do it every week with the NFL. Like we talk through all this, and by Sunday, maybe there's two games I I feel like I really have that, and then the rest I'm like maybe like it's just there's so much you can you could actually tie yourself in, in a pretzel if you read every single thing out there. So I, I think you have to. 
like all of us probably have two or three things that we believe in, right? DVOA, yards per play, whatever it is, if it's on football, right? Sure. Like, so if it adds up, then you probably feel good about it. But if you read everything and every analysis, you're going to see every side of every bet. There are 100%. There are people in this business that make their picks early in the week. And then all week, they they look for supporting uh, arguments, right? Like, And, and they'll, you'll find them. You mm-hmm. can find any track, any trend to back up any opinion. That's just the way it is right now. So uh, you want to be careful. And sometimes, Joe, like... We end up flipping on games. We talk to guests. We look up more things, yeah. uh, bits, matchups, injuries, and, and we end up by the end of the week going to the other side. I have found that in, in those specific cases, completely anecdotal, that the times that we've talked through it and more information comes out and we change our opinions, a lot of times those are those are correct. Mm-hmm. I love that. Um, this is from Mike Martinez. Thank you, Mike. What do you believe the most important factor is in handicapping any college football game? I am, I'm not the biggest college football better. We obviously talk about it on the show, but I hone in on other sports like the NFL, the the NBA a lot with that coming back up. We'll be doing a lot about it on this show, uh, major league baseball, but I think it, the, the, the one thing that jumps out to me with college football is the time of the year early in the year a lot of it is about returning production returning starters with this year it was about all these super seniors that have this extra year of eligibility because last season didn't count against them and i think that's one of the main reasons that it is so wide open this year that we are seeing the number of upsets because we have some players that are just a year older they've been in these systems a year longer and then in the middle portion of the season, which we've already gotten to, you believe it's week seven already? Week seven yep. in college football. Um, now we can now we can start to look at these matchups more. We can look at some of the data. Uh, a team that I follow closely is, in, in, I think, an example, Notre Dame. So there were some people with the offensive line, which has proven to be an issue, that thought at the beginning of the year, you know what, they're an offensive line factory. Who cares that they have four out of five new offensive linemen? Not going to be a big deal. They deal with this all the time. They're, they're good ones, go pro. And here we are in the middle of the year. It's the biggest issue with the team. So, And there were people that were completely split on that. But now you can look at a lot of the numbers that you like to people like to look at, whether it's yards per play or success rate, and you can look at these specific matchups uh, once we start to get some data. But I... I like to at least wait till we have a, a few conference games under our belt, like at this point in the season. Yeah, I would say college, the matchups are so much less. Th- like the NFL, doesn't it feel like everything's matchup dependent? Like you could have a great unit, but if they go up against another great unit, eh, it might not work out. Like Georgia's defensive line is going to dominate every game they're in. Yeah, it doesn't matter who they play. Like they're just better than everyone. That's I almost find it easier in a way to handicap it in the in college. Like you, there's I know Georgia's defensive line in the NFL. Whoever the best defensive line is, if they go up against a great offensive line, quarterback gets the ball out quick, it might not matter that much. You you know what else I think is different nowadays, uh, NFL versus college, is so much in the NFL is about the quarterback that Mm -hmm. if you can dominate in the trenches in college football, you can dominate a game. If you have an ultimate rushing attack with one of the best O-lines and multiple backs, which all these great rushing offenses offenses have, you can dominate a game and win by 30-plus. Yeah, college, is the the way, college is the way the NFL was in the 90s. That's the way the NFL yeah. used to be. Now it's changed. 
So just quickly, I'm just curious, which sport is your most like profitable to bet on? Hmm. Over the course of the years, I'd probably say the NFL, but I also bet the most on the NFL. Yeah. And I've and I've had multiple sixty percent seasons. So I would go and I'd go NFL. How about you, Joji? Because I've heard some people say NBA is easier. Would you agree? Mm. Or just you have does to, it depend you have to know on the everything. person? Yeah. You have to spend okay. a lot of time. I mean, the last couple of years, uh, we finally it finally changed a little bit this past season at the end there. But the last couple of years have been really hard on NBA betters, especially not knowing which guys are going to play or which guys are going to rest. Oh, yeah. Sort of. Yeah. Sort of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's so, a great point. Yeah. That's, yeah, that's okay. Like, and, and we and don't NBA. go until tip off. That's been right. the big issue. I think baseball and NBA futures are, are easier for me than, than football futures. I think are hard, uh, but game to game football. That, that's what I, it is. I, yeah. I, I have done best with futures overall. Just, I think I, that process I've, and the way voters are in different sports and different awards, that that's definitely where I do the best of futures. Oh, love it. All right. Well, stay tuned, listeners. Robbie We've Ray. Got one more. <laughs> Jay Owens. Um, he wants to know how much of your picks are probabil- probabilities. I know we kind of had some questions about this one. Um, if you want to maybe kind of you know see is this you know your long shot bets process or kind of dive into that a little bit uh sure yeah i wasn't sure where he was he or she was going with this question uh with probabilities i don't know if it was a game to game thing but here's how i'll look at it so we just talked about futures and when i'm looking for a future obviously can you see player x winning this award or winning this stat category whatever it is for there, when I'm looking at some of the longer shots, which is traditionally what, what I end up betting most of, and you're, when you take a bunch of shots, you're going you're gonna to hit a couple, but uh, you're going to end up losing more. And I think back to the Robbie Ray play, where, when, where he was in the first half, first half of the season, and just to see him at 100 to 1, and I just thought that was so far off with where he was in some of the key categories with the strikeout rate and, and with his war. That's why I ended up playing that. When I think, when I see 100 to 1, and I'm like, this should not be 100 to 1. There's no way. This should be closer to 20, 25 to 1. Is this 100 to 1 because they think they know the winner? Well, that winner could easily go down to an injury, especially when we're talking about starting pitchers. So it's just, when you're looking at those uh, futures numbers constantly, you'll know when a number is off to you. And then, and now the great thing nowadays is you can shop that number. So the 100 to 1 is the best number that I could find, and, and that's why I ended up bet it, betting it with Ray, and hopefully I'm celebrating that one. Yeah, and sometimes I, I think it's almost like a needle in a haystack thing. Like, I don't and, believe the guy that's in the front is going to win this thing. So who's going to win it, right? And you pick out the best right. option of what's there. I, I think that's how you, you line up. Right. Yeah, right. The NL MVP was up for grabs. I think Bryce Harper's having a great season. If the, if he drags the Phillies close to the playoffs, he might win it. I was I was talking about this show last year before they had to turn to Justin Herbert. Everyone thought, oh, early in the year, it's, it's Joe Burrow's award. Joe Burrow's award. I got Herbert at forty to one because people assumed it was Burrow, but I knew it was going to go to a quarterback. Burrow goes down to the injury, and Herbert was phenomenal. And we know two is things. So that's established on this show. <laughs> Joe O, Joe G, Aaron Hawks. We'll do more. Joe knows coming up next week. This is Becky Daily presented by FanDuel Sportsbook.